What's up, ninjas? Welcome to another episode of the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Tim Cameron Kitchen, best-selling digital marketing author and head ninja at Exposure Ninja, which is a digital agency based in the UK. This show is all about helping you to generate more leads and sales from your website. And with that in mind, this week, I'm very happy to be joined by Adrian Salamanovic. Now, Adrian is co-founder of a company called Canvas Pop, which prints photos onto various items. It's an extremely competitive market, but Adrian is a promotion beast. He's been featured in all sorts of places. He's got Canvas Pop all over the place. His link profile is insane, so go and check it out in SEMrush. And uh, Canvas Pop has grown like crazy in such a competitive market. So we brought him onto the show to talk in particular about partnerships and uh, how you can partner with other companies so you can have them promote you. Really slick idea. If you uh, go and check out their link profile, you'll see that there are lots of links from the sites that they have partnerships with and he's had some partnerships with some incredible um, things including Get Good Morning America which is just huge so I uh, ho- really hope you enjoy this and all of the links mentioned are in the show notes so that's ExposureNinja.com forward slash podcast and then you'll find the episode in there so there's links to Adrian's profiles on various things for you to have a look at while you're there also don't forget to request your free website and digital marketing review so one of our team will spend 20 minutes going through your website your digital marketing and they'll design you a custom plan to follow to increase your leads and sales online. They'll send this plan over to you as a video that you can watch in your own time. There's absolutely no sales pitch. It's completely free of charge and there's no obligation to use our services. It's freaking killer. Go and check out the reviews for it on Facebook. You get that from ExposureNinja.com forward slash review. So if you need to generate more leads and sales from your website, then do that. It's probably the most productive thing you can do for your site this year. Uh, Anyway, without further ado, enjoy the episode with Adrian Salomonovic. Adrian, welcome to the show. Hey, it's a pleasure pleasure to be on it. So you're the co-founder of Canvas Pop. Perhaps for people who aren't aware of Canvas Pop yet, uh, what is it and why did you start it? Yeah, well, we're one of the web's leading photo-to-art printing companies. So in a nutshell, what we do is we'll take any image, any photo from any source. It could be Instagram. It could even be a Facebook photo. could be an Adobe file. And we'll take that. We'll print it on really, really high-quality canvas or as framed wall art. We even do stuff like pillows, magnets. So really, we're all about photo art printing and photo art gifting. And we've been around for almost uh, almost going on 10 years now. And this is, looks like a super competitive market, right? It seems like the sort of thing that there's a lot of companies doing. But you guys seem to be big and you have a lot of attention around you. Do you mind sharing exactly how big you are? Like, where are you, where are you sitting in the market? Sure. Yeah. And so, so your abs- first, let me address the first question. Yeah, it's an absolutely, I won't say commoditized, but there's a lot of players. So uh, here in here in America, we compete against companies as big as Costco and Shutterfly, but then there's a whole bunch of smaller companies. And the way we've been able to stand out is exactly by by creating PR, uh, earned media, and differentiating our products through partnerships and things like that. So, luckily, Amazon although kind of in our space with doing some photo printing, really isn't a direct, one of the direct competitors, luckily yet. And so, um, you know, the size of our company, we're, we're a little over 60 employees, uh, full-time employees with an office in Las Vegas, Nevada. We even have a printing facility in the UK. Uh, and our headquarters is where I am in Ottawa. And uh, yeah, that's uh, the, com- the company's grown from two people to 65 people. We just raised $3.3 million in venture capital to help us expand our products. We, we continue to grow and expand. 
Love that, love that. Pretty similar trajectory to, to ours then. We've grown from one to 60, so we're around about the same kind of ramp, but who knows? Congratulations, that's huge. It's exhausting, as I'm sure you know. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> so let's talk about how you've grown Canvas Pop um, to that size in such a competitive market. You mentioned there that earned media is your thing. Perhaps for people who are listening, what do you mean by that? And, and what sort of channels have you found to be most effective for you? Yeah, that's a great question. So there's really, if you want to break down marketing, there's only three three big categories or funnels that you can work on. The first one's owned, right? What is owned? Owned is the, the assets that you own. Your website, your storefront, things that you can you you can optimize, right? So that those are things you own. You own your social media channels. You can optimize those. That's the first place you should start. Obviously, if you have a, a e-commerce site, you want to make sure it's converting right, that your your conversion funnels uh, work well before you start promoting it, because otherwise you're just driving traffic into a leaky bucket, right? So owned. And then the uh, next one is paid, which we're all familiar with, and Paid can work. Obviously, it works. And paid, you know, today you have high trackability with Google AdWords and, and Instagram ads and also in Facebook, of course. But the problem there is as, as it becomes more competitive, you have to pay more and more. You're bidding against competitors. You're constantly having to optimize it. And let's be honest, it's expensive. It's getting more and more expensive too. The third category is earn. And that's an area that I've spent over a decade kind of mastering as a craft is is the the things that you go out as the name implies and you have to earn them and those are things like pr and partnerships and getting great word of mouth so driving a high nps score net promoter score making sure your customers are so happy with what you're doing that they tell everybody earned is hard earned doesn't necessarily scale right away but earned is one of the most valuable dollar for dollar, pound for pound, um, things that you can do in your company to, to drive long-term growth. I was having a quick look at some of the, some of the um, strategies you guys have been using. I, I thought there was a few really interesting ones, which I wanted to kind of ask you about. So voucher codes and partnerships, has that been an important part of your growth? What are you doing with those? That's great. I mean, partnerships, big time. We've done uh, a variety of partnerships. And so if you think about your own business, especially if you're a smaller company in your space, one great way to drive growth is to find the gorilla in your space or better yet, once you understand who your customer is and you understand who they're fans of, then you go to that brand and you say, hey, our customers match your customers. We have the same customer base. We think your customers are going to like what we offer. So if you, I know as an example, I don't know, I'll make something up. If you are selling uh, custom phone cases for phones, right? Then you would want to go to Samsung or, or Apple probably or some other manufacturer of phones and say, hey, we want to partner with you so that everybody that buys an iPhone gets one of our cases or a discount for one of our cases in the box. There's an example of a partnership where you know, you're latching your brand to a bigger brand and you're getting into their audience and you don't necessarily have to pay a pay per click or sometimes these partnerships can be done for free as well or just on revenue share. So that's one example. So there's value there for the brand, obviously, because they're able to give their audience something extra. And there's obvious value for you because it's free advertising, right? So it looks like you guys have been going out to sites and giving them a voucher code to give to their audience. Do you, like, yeah. how, how does that work? Do you give them a revenue share or do they just do that because they love the product and, and they love you guys? 
all of the above, all of the above. <laughs> so, you know, um, we've had uh, partnerships where we'll partner with Good Morning America or The View here in America, Whoa. which are some of the most watched shows. But, you know, used to be they would put it on the show and then you'd get, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in orders that day and move on. Now, a lot of these earned channels are starting to become hybrids. They're saying, yeah, sure, we'll put you on our show, but we want a cut. We want an affiliate fee or we want a certain amount or we'll sell it on air, but we want a, a percentage cut. And that's fine too, because at least it's performance-based. So some brands, however, we can add value to them. So if you have a, a mobile photo app out there, or you have some sort of product, like we have custom pillows. If you're a huge sofa manufacturer, for example, why not add custom photo pillows to every couch purchase over $1,000? We'll give you four pillows at a huge discount, or we'll give your customers a huge discount. And that'll differentiate your sofa from com the next competitor, right? So we're doing deals like that, for example. So the idea is in partnerships is always put, your, put yourself in the shoes of the person you're pitching. How can you bring value first? Even when you approach them, don't lead with, I want to sell more product. Lead with, how can I help you sell more product or help promote you or add the differentiator or drive value? And you'll find you'll get a higher response rate. And then once you get into the conversation, you can start to decide how you, the nitty gritty, right? Who gets what revenue, who gets what cut? That's the easy part. So the listener who's got so many ideas in their head now, they're thinking of all these companies that they could be partnering with and they go back and they open up their laptop and they start contacting people and they send out five emails and they get nothing back. How hard do you have to push this? And what sort of response rates might you be looking for? How can you make sure that your pitch is as sweet as possible? Well, that's great. That's a really good question. So they, again, they don't, they call it earned for a reason, right? You gotta earn <laughs> yeah. it. And so you do five pitches, you're not, you have to be very lucky to get a response. So um, typically it comes down to strategy too, right? Quality of list. So the first, let's go, let's break this down into a couple steps. First step, understand your demographic. Then once you know your personas, you understand, you know, maybe your two top personas, understand where they go to buy other products. It may not be a, a, an obvious thing. Maybe your customers go to Whole Foods. Maybe your customers buy from a Canvas Spot, from us. You know, we have a lot of wine companies that approach us and say, hey, can, can, you can we include your gift certificates, our gift codes with our wine? We would have never made that connection. So mm. sometimes it's not obvious. Once you do that, the next thing you do is you create your hit list. And I like to start with 100 names, 100 names, 100 companies. You identify, usually it's going to be the VP of business development or chief revenue officer, depending on the size of the company, sometimes even approach the CEO. A lot of people don't know this. They want to try to hit their director of partnerships, which is a good idea if they're there. But a lot of companies don't have the director of partnerships. So what I often will do is aim high to the VP of marketing, chief revenue officer, or CEO. Because those guys, actually, their job is to forward stuff. So they might not respond to you, but they're going to forward it. And you're going to get a much better response rate if the CEO of the company forwards this opportunity to their partnership manager than if you try to reach the partnership manager directly. Okay, so that's my, my number one tip. Love that. And in your pitch, you look, just be, you know what gets a high open rate is if you put in your brand, right? Uh, Canvas pop and then an X name of the next brand. So it's kind of like, or plus sign, right? So mm -hmm. right in the subject line, it's like, hmm, interesting. My brand's in there and another brand's in there. What do they want? You open it up and you kind of introduce yourself. Uh, you're, I'm the founder, I'm the VP of marketing. This is what we do. This is why we're different. And I want to explore some ways that I can bring value to your brand. So 
we, we're big fans of your of your sofa company. We've noticed there's a lot of competitors in there, but we really want to work with you. We have an idea for a product that we want to either include uh, with with your product, or we want to cross promote. By the way, there's no cost to you. I just want to explore some ways we could we could work together. Sure, it might turn into a revenue deal. Maybe they'll end up buying product from you. Maybe, but never start off on that. Hmm. Right. Start off with, I'm going to deliver value. I have some ideas I want to bring to you that I think will bring value to you. Open the door. You can yeah. always get in negotiations after. And that's it. Fantastic. Love it. And you're going big. So your list is 100 people. And how many, how many deals are you looking to get out of that? You're looking to get one. <laughs> you're looking to get one really good deal, right? Because these are 100 cold targets. Yeah. But, you know, one is great. Five is amazing, right? And then so roughly... The first time you do it also, you want to sniper them, your individual emails, mm. customize each one until you get your pitch right. Once you get your pitch right, then what you can do is start using automated drip tools. You can use companies like Growbots that are expensive, but will like you don't want to be wasting a lot of time on empty targets with mm. an empty pitch. First thing you got to do is get your pitch so that you start getting responses. And then once you have that pitch that's kind of working, then you take that pitch and you start refining your targets and then you can automate. So I don't recommend automating and being lazy and spamming people. That is not the way to start. You can do that later. You can automate later. You're going to, you know, if you're open rates and we track a lot of our open rates using a company called, uh, I think it's called Yesware. Mm -hmm. um, it does great, you know, templating and it does great uh, sort of uh, drips and all that stuff. And you can measure open rates. If your open rates are less than 50%, it means your subject line really sucks or you're just it's getting caught in spam. So, mm. so always aim for higher than 50 open rate. And your response rate, honestly, should be around 7%, right? Like five to 7%. So 100 people, 50 of them don't even open it because they get too many requests. The 50 that do open it, you get seven that respond with either I'm not interested or quite a fit or how could, you know, some sort of response, maybe positive or negative. And then if you close one out of those seven, you're doing pretty good. So you can see how people give up too early on partnerships. If you email five people, you're probably not going to get close a deal, which is fine. You got to hustle. Perfect, great. Um, I know we, we're on a we're on a fairly tight time scale, so I, I don't want to go on too much longer. But I want to ask you about thinking big, because as soon as we started this conversation, you said, "So let's say that you're a phone case company. You could go to Apple and Samsung, right? And then you said that you got a deal with Good Morning America. So you're obviously thinking big when you're Always. going into something like this. You're not thinking, "Oh, who are the the local companies down the road I can partnership with?" So. What difference has thinking big like that made to yours and Canvas Pop's growth? Everything starts with a thought, right? If you think small, you're going to be small. And if you think big, you might not be big, but you have to stand a way bigger chance of being <laughs> big. So, and by the way, thinking big doesn't cost extra money. It's not like it costs more per month to think big. Mm. So one of my biggest pet peeves are low fruit hangers. These are people who just either a lack of confidence or lack of thinking big, go for the, the, the company across the street. Now, if you're a local, you know, cake manufacturer and that's your baker, you don't have no, you may not have a choice. Like you're a local business. That's okay. But if you're going to go out there and email people, if you're going to go try to do partnerships and at the end of the day, it's going to be probably the same amount of effort, whether <laughs> all partnerships take time, all PR media outreach, all take time. So why not go big? Why not reach out high inside of a company if it's going to increase your chances of conversion? So, so the, the idea is if you're going to put effort in, go big. 
go big, both at the level of person you're reaching out to and the size of the company, because you're going to get bigger results with the same amount of effort. And uh, of course, you have to have the confidence to approach those brands and you have to have a good offering and you have to have a quality, quality positioning. But if you do those things and you think big, you're going to get bigger results. That's, that's why I'd like to think big. That's such good advice. How do people know if they're thinking too small? Well, it's not an easy question. You, you can ask people. <laughs> it is a hard one because you often won't know. It, it, often you'll be a, you'll, if you look at your competitors and you're, and you're constantly doing partnerships with brands that you wish that you could be doing work with, stop wishing and start doing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like, stop wishing and go to the next competitor or the other person. If your competitor's partnered with company Y, then you go to company Z. Or Zed, if you're Canadian. But, uh, you know, the, the idea being... Hey, you're um, multilingual. Right? <laughs> but you get the idea, right? If your competitors are constantly outranking you, your competitors are constantly doing bigger partnerships, you're thinking too small. I love that. So when you're sat in front of your 100 list and there's some big names in there, how do you force yourself to, to push and, and to do those ones to make sure you don't slip back into the comfort zone? Because you're putting yourself at risk. There's a massive risk of failure here. There really isn't any risk. That's the problem. That's the, thank you for bringing that up. This is the thing. The biggest risk that you're taking is somebody says no, right? Or they ignore your email or they delete it. And I think that we're so afraid of rejection and failure. And this is 99% of people are afraid of this, that they don't even want to try. And by not even trying, they never even get the chance, right? And so you've got to be willing to put yourself out there and be told no 99 times to get the one yes that can change your life. And I'll give you a quick story. I've been telling this story for probably close to a decade, but I had a company that made art from your DNA. It's called DNA11, DNA11.com. It's a really cool company. It's still around. Uh, it's part of our family of businesses. Really unique company, right? We're making art from people's DNA. We got a ton of press and media because I had the guts to reach out to the, some of the biggest media outlets. We got a ton of PR. We never advertised it. It was all word of mouth. And one day I decided to write an email to Anthony Zucker. Anthony Zucker was the executive producer of a show, a little show called CSI New York. And I wrote him a letter, literally a letter, like a physical letter, and mailed it to his office. Somehow got his address. Just saying I'm a fan of your show. I make art from DNA. I would love to give you a free art portrait, you know, just as a, as a, as a, as a fan, right? Yeah. Two months go by. The executive, uh, one of the executive producers of the show, not Anthony himself, but one of the other ones, calls me on my phone. I'd left my phone number on the, the letter and said, we written a story about your product, DNA 11, and it's part of the script of this episode of CSI no New York. Way. Would you be willing to send us a couple art pieces? So then a month later, this little company from Ottawa, Canada is on CSI New York, the most watched television show in the world at the time, as a central part of a script. Who would have thought? That right? is sick. Right? But I've done a thousand of those yeah. thousand little risks like that to get one yes. But that one yes brought us into mainstream, right? Brought us into pop yeah. culture. And so you got to do this 5,000 times, but it, one of them will be your big break. And that's people give up too soon. People give up too soon. Such good advice. People only see the one, don't they? They don't see the 5,000 emails that never got an answer. That's right. Nobody, there's a, there's a, there's a commercial, there's a, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but if you look it up on YouTube, there's a, a Mike Jordan uh, commercial, right? For the, for the basketball player with Nike. And he's like walking into a, a, a stadium and he's saying, you know, how many shots he's missed and how many mistakes he's made in his life, but he's still the best. Right. Yeah. And so 
nobody sees what's under the iceberg, all the failure, the rejection, and it's daily, right? But you got to keep going. Love that. Adrian, thank you so much for your time today. Um, where can people find out more about you? And actually, people can actually consult with you directly, can't they? Yeah, I love, I love helping out entrepreneurs. I don't do it for the money. I do it because I love it. I'm part of 500 startups uh, as, a, as a global uh, mentor for them. But if, if anyone listening to the show just wants to jam out some ideas, talk about media or partnership strategies, I'm the number one rated advisor on clarity.fm. And what's cool about clarity.fm is you can go there and talk to thousands of entrepreneurs, talk to them for 15 minutes, get some free, not free advice, it's charged by the minute, but it's amazing the people you can find on that platform. I happen to be one of them and I'll, I'll put my link on, you know, I'll send you my link and you can maybe post it somewhere. Sweet. We'll put it in the show notes. That's fantastic. And where can people follow you on social? Uh, it's a long one. It's, uh, <laughs> it's on Twitter. It's, it's probably the way to go. And it's A. Salomonovic. And I won't make anybody, I won't spell that out. I'll include that link too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll link it in the show notes. Thank you so much for your time today, Adrian. And congrats with all you've done with Canvas Pop. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. 